This is the Rich Eisen Show. What I got right now in my pocket is a W. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. How many people want to eat a W tonight? Jameis Winston looked like a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Going deep. He's looking for Callaway. That's a wrap. That's what I saw last night. I saw a wrap. We'll see what Sean Payton does in preseason game number three. Today's guests. Falcons head coach Arthur Smith. Actor Michael McKeon. Cardinals safety Buda Baker. Plus actor John C. McGinley. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody. Okay. That's all I want to say to start this show. Okay. We've got a lot going on here. We have a lot going on here. Oh, my gosh. In the last half hour before we even popped on the air here on a Wednesday. Wow, there's lots going on. Um, I'm pleased that you are with us right here on Peacock or Sirius XM Channel 211 or the Rich Eisen Show Radio a terrestrial radio affiliate, or Odyssey, where we stream live every day. If you're listening to us later on on our podcast, which you can get on Cumulus Podcast Network, all three hours every single day. If you miss anything, you can also see it on YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We say hello. Hello, Chris Brockman. Good to see you. Hello, over Rich there. Eisen. Uh, Mike Del Tufo, uh, good to see you, good sir. To see you you must be feeling really good today because you're a factor, man. <laughs> You were not here last Friday and last week, and I said it's because you were out there in front of the OnlyFans offices protesting their new policy, which has since been reversed I mean, based on what I'm seeing. I told well you done, I was out Mike. there. Well done. I was helping Chris and TJ. Well out. done on behalf of, of people who need that everywhere. Good job. Thank you. We're factor here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you. Well, I'm better now that I know this news. I know that a lot of oh people are working gosh. hard, and you know they need that income. So I'm happy and well done. Mike Del Tufo should be rewarded. You should. He's a you man. Should get a, you should get a cut. Free a month. Piece, little taste. Five percent. Free month subscription to somebody. So uh, <laughs> you know what, everybody, I'm I'm just um, I'm exhaling. Uh, I'm 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 exhaling because I I've been as you know talking about this for weeks yeah. and we finally got uh some resolution and um I've been on the edge of my seat. I've been wondering, you know, uh what's going on, what's been up in the air, what's been so um you know, what's been going on behind the scenes. And uh we just found out literally 15 minutes ago um Urban Meyer is named Trevor Lawrence as starting quarterback oh. for week number one. And I'm I'm happy for Trevor. I owe Brockman 10 bucks. I'm happy for Trevor. <laughs> um, you know, and because, uh, you know, it was a big it was a big competition that, you know, um, we didn't really see play out. Um, and it was a big, huge, you know, mystery. Um, why one of the most generationally talented players in the uh uh, history of uh, drafting players out of college into the NFL. Um, a, a guy who's basically lost, I, I think he, he could count on uh, one hand the number of days that he walked off the field and said, I lost today. And um, and uh, why that guy, um, you know, uh, was it was so up in the air. And now it's done, so we can all exhale. And um, this Rich Eisen Show exclusive is that upon hearing the news, uh, Gardner Minshew immediately went to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm happy for him. Um, I'm happy for him. And uh, so I'm sure he, you know, I exhaled and then he, One or two, Rich. you know, <laughs> he he vacated. And, Had some coffee um, and then went. Well, I, don't, I don't know. If I pre- probably didn't need coffee. You know, I probably mean, this not. whole well, I mean, competition has been one big diuretic. Yeah. <laughs> 
for for um, a little flaxseed. You got to get the no, you know, no, inside. No, no, no. You know. Honestly, I'm now I'm learning too much information about your. So there you go, Jacksonville. That's our lead item <laughs> um, for you. And it's going to be Trevor Lawrence versus Terod Taylor, it looks like, week one. Hey. Imagine a, if it would have been Deshaun uh, Watson versus okay. Trevor Lawrence, the two Clemson guys. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Like Clemson v. Clemson. Could you imagine if that's what, what it would have been? No, I can't. I mean, that would have automatically put Jacksonville versus Houston atop a marquee yeah. between two teams that were drafting in the well, – Houston had a spot in the top five. They didn't draft in the top five, but you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's not. But at least it's Trevor Lawrence, and I'll tell you this. It's it's kind of crazy. Look, Urban Meyer felt the need to he, – he has to set the stage the way he wants to set the stage. We already saw by him signing Tim Tebow. This is his stage. He's going to set it how he sees fit. And that's why the Khan family gave him all those millions of reasons to leave – Fox and hook him up to the hip of one of the most generationally talented collegiate football players, um, you know, that's been drafted in my lifetime. And Urban Meyer, one of the most successful college football coaches in my lifetime. And you match them in a professional sports league that is running more and more and more of the so-called college offenses. This is what we call in the business a no-brainer if Shad Khan could, you know, make it happen and he did and he did and it makes perfect sense and that said I I will just say one more time just trying to bring it all together as to what we're seeing in Chicago and why yes it may be the sensible thing to start Andy Dalton the first week of the season in Los Angeles as we're going to see the Rams open up SoFi Stadium with fans for the first time for a football game. We'll be there, Mike. And yep. um and also um that's Aaron Donald, that's Jalen Ramsey and all that business. And it makes sense, especially since and I'll bring it up again. We just reposted it on our Twitter feed yesterday. Cause I love this sort of inside stuff. Albert Breer, MMQB specialist on Friday, came on the show and told us a story about what he personally heard from the Bears staff when he was around their team in training camp, which is Andy Dalton has full grasp, as you would imagine a veteran would have, of the play-calling mechanism. What is that? Getting in the huddle, having a 12-word play call. And many of those words are directed to certain parts of the offense. Few words are directed or or is the protection for the offensive line. Few word is the route uh, for the wide receiver. Couple words is for the running back, whatever the running back is going to do. And Andy Dalton knows which words are for which members of the team and directs that part of the 12 word play call visually face to face eye contact with the grouping of that personnel in the huddle. Offensive line, I'm looking right at you for that part of the play call. And then he moves around the line, around the huddle to the, the guys that need to hear their part of the play call directly. Justin Fields comes in and he just blurts it out to the group as a whole because all he's doing is memorizing the play. That's all. Now, he might know which part of the play call is for whom, but he's not there yet to actually have the experience to direct it at the actual guys. So when you're trying to put a team together... That makes sense to stick Andy Dalton out there against who you're 
sticking out there. Week one. Week three, it's against Cleveland. Grown-ass man, Miles Garrett. So on and so forth. Got it. However, right now, we had Brandon Staley on this show yesterday, head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, and he rightfully was gushing about Justin Herbert. Had Justin Herbert not played last year, how different a gig would it be for Brandon Staley right now? All the stuff that he went through last year because he was forced into a game and Anthony Lynn was forced to go to him and forced to stay with him, even though you could hear it from Anthony Lynn, he didn't want to do it and he didn't want to stick with the guy until he started playing like he was playing. Then, All right, I got it. Gotta take your lumps sooner rather than later. And is he going to take his lumps? You bet. That offensive line might not protect Trevor Lawrence, but maybe he can protect himself with his legs. With a quick release, he does have some talented players, even with Travis Etienne out. He's got James Robinson, one of the best undrafted players we've seen in the NFL last few years. Let's go. And next year, when the Jaguars kick off 2022, they're going to be better for it. Can Justin Fields not protect himself? Can he not get out there? Maybe not. But again, Nagy's got that plan. Just like Coach Dale had the plan. He had these four guys on the floor. The fans are howling at him. He just waved the game plan in his leather satchel at them. This is what Matt Nagy's doing. I was there, Matt Nagy will tell them, when I saw Mahomes have his time on the bench. And look at him now. Okay. This is what I think of when I see Trevor Lawrence having at it. Or Chris Collinsworth going on his podcast saying Zach Wilson looks like an Aaron Rodgers clone. He's going to take his lumps. But guess how well positioned the Jets are going to be in 2022. Even Burrow blowing out his knee. You don't want to see that, clearly. But he had four games under his belt when he comes back in. What's he going to look like? Because he had those games. This is what I think of when I see that. You know, he's also going to be in SoFi Stadium week one, it appears, for the Los Angeles Rams. Sony Michelle. Hey. Sony Michelle. Sony. Who has now been traded Interesting. from the Patriots to the Rams for two late conditional draft choices, which Yikes. means essentially potentially a bag of balls unless Sony Michelle shows up here and performs well. And you have to think that the Rams are going to give him that shot. Cam Akers, who I adored, as we know, blew out his Achilles. Daryl Henderson is there. I guess they look at the rest of the depth chart and they think we, we you know, like that, like that Ocean's Eleven scene. We need one more. You think we need one more? We need one more. You know? And just like the, that Ocean's Eleven scene with Brad Pitt and George Clooney, the conversation between Les Snead and, and Sean McVeigh, between two very handsome men with a great head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, to the Los Angeles Eleven is added Sonny Michelle. And part of the reason why is, boy, do the Patriots have a deep running back core. See you later, Sony Michelle. And TJ, looks like you're right. Uh, Stevenson's going to make the team. I told you, You were right. I told you. Well, he's probably shown that, and I I don't mean this in any way, shape, or form as a joke. Uh, He must have shown he can play special teams. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. You know, that he can do more than just be that third guy off the bench running the ball. Like Uh, I bet we're going to see him on kickoff. He's probably shown that he can play some football and tackle and be the the everything you need to be, do your job type Patriot. He's yep. probably shown that. It's just like, okay, Sony Michelle, Rams are calling up. Les Needs calling me up. Take a couple picks and let's Out. go. You're going to better see him just on my cutting fantasy them. team. Better than just cutting them. You got to get, you just got, every team just got down to 80 yesterday. You got to get down to 53 a week from yesterday. Yep. 
So now's the time. This is the time to do it. Did you see who got picked up by the Atlanta Falcons yesterday? I did. Josh Rosen got picked yeah. up by the Atlanta Come Falcons on, let yesterday. Let this be the one that's I don't know. Man. This could be one of those things about, you know, preseason game coming up, preseason game number three coming up. Matt Ryan's definitely not playing. Well, A.J. McCarron is out And A.J. McCarron's out. So right. you need a guy that's there right now. And this may just be for a preseason game. Maybe. And just a look-see and all of that stuff. And it's wild that this is what's going on with Josh Rosen now. The once upon a time, 10th overall pick. It's his fifth NFL team, Christopher. Fifth NFL team. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy, And I man. bring this, well, I mean, unless he's in a spot where a head coach believes in him and a head coach will keep him and a head coach will, you know, reclaim him just like the head coach did with Ryan Tannehill back in the day. And the head coach is Arthur Smith, who's going to join us in about eight minutes' time. Buda Baker will join us on this program, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and Buda Baker, they just took on the Cowboys, right? The Arizona Cardinals? Uh, yes. Right? If I'm, I'm not mistaken, well, they took on the Chiefs, but they took on the he just they, they did Wait, play the they did play the Cowboys earlier in this. Yeah, that was their that was that was their second preseason. Right. Two. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right. All so, these games are confusing. No, they played the Chiefs this past week, but they played the Cowboys first. Right. And I think Buda Baker's the only one who was not in that opening um shot of hard knocks. Did you see the cool. the drone Unbelievable, work? Man. That was the star of the latest episode of Hard Knocks. I did not see Hard Knocks Dude, last night. they did a drone three-minute-long video three minutes. of the star in Dallas. It's like mm-hmm. the Copacabana shot. Dude, that's more than that. It looks like Birdman. It's one long... I mean, I don't know how the hell they did that. So uh, Peter Schrager had some details on it. They had a three-hour window to shoot this, and they got it on the 15th take. Wow. I mean, they're going in and out of a truck window. They're yeah, in between heard, the weight racks. I know that where they went in and out of the truck window, um, and and when they went in and out of the truck window, you heard the sports talk radio that was on in the truck. That was really amazing, man. Well, they that was one of the they, greatest. As they entered the the local reporters doing her stand up, like the timing of all of it was just incredible. Whatever whatever Emmy award is given for for something like that, the rest of the rest of our industry just probably. Drop the remote on. Don't even submit oh, an it. entry yet. That's it. Don't even I have about seven of those moments watching Ernie Johnson throughout the uh, year. Oh, I guess that's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I might as well just show up and do a Gardner Minshew, <laughs> which I don't do at work. Thank um, you. Just want to just say that. Thank you. Um, there goes Miami. I just <laughs> said, screw it. I saw Ernie talk to the Alabama football team. Put that on television. I'm finished. <laughs> um, there's still some year left yeah. no, okay. radio awards rich um, and uh, so Buda Baker's on this program Buddha. in hour number three I'm also just reading Mac Jones practice play by play here oh baby well we got a hit on that oh, I baby. want to hit on that um, there's lots to talk about on that front and also we've got two celebrity guests today I'm very excited about Johnny C. McGinley is, hey. is a, fr- a friend of the show He's a fa- I mean he's, he watches us he'll sometimes Way tweet back. at us he, uh, he and Suze, I think, did two shows together our first year filling in. Yeah. Um, Johnny C. McGinley, he's now on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All right. Which is a perfect fit. I mean, that show gets more stacked. Like, I that know. cast is amazing. It's great. And then, I don't believe we've ever had him on, but he's in a new film uh, called Playing God, which is available now in theaters, VOD, all digital platforms. And Michael McKeon is just... The man. Yeah, the man. I mean, going all the way back to Laverne and Shirley, to Spinal Tap, to all the Christopher Guest movies, to playing 
Saul Goodman's brother on uh, Better Call Saul. And then I'm just, that's just scratching the surface. So we've got a great celebrity, true or false, for him. Love it. And your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. But when a head coach in the NFL says, I'll call in, you got to be on time. Mm-hmm. Certainly for Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They've got one more preseason game to go, and then they open the season on a big game uh, in week number one. The Atlanta Falcons are going to be hitting that field against the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Oh, baby. Let's take a break. We're back with the HC of the ATL, Arthur Smith. Always a good chat with him. When we return, we'll have another one. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed what did you think of Aaron Rodgers' beer chugging attempt at the Milwaukee Bucks playoff game a few weeks ago, Matt? I'm like, it, it, it might have been an IPA or something like that. Those IPAs, that's not easy to chug. Mm-hmm. Folks like um, Trubisky, uh, Mahomes, your buddy Stafford stepped were, up and, and they were talented very talented when it came to that so where do you put yourself in this mix matt where would you uh, rank where would you rank yourself uh middle of the road middle of the road really for, for for sure well i mean and that's why i'm wondering why you would go by the name of matty ice matt <laughs> that's why i'm what i mean that's a beer infused nickname and it, it doesn't fit anymore so. would you agree it doesn't fit anymore matt are you is the natural coming back, or are we making a push for the natural here? No, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm pointing out that certain nickname that you've had for a long time just, just. It, I like beer. Uh, I just okay, throw it right. out there. I do like beer. Right. 
So when it comes to it, though, you just you're not you're not slamming them back, right? Is what you're uh, saying? No, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm drinking responsibly. Okay, <laughs> you're drinking uh, something that would be responsible, something that would be. Uh, a natural light of some sort, man? Are you, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's been a long time. See? You keep making my point. Why won't you take the natural from me, man? Why won't you, just, why won't you, just why won't you do it? I mean, how many times do I have to ask? How many times uh, do I have to ask? Uh, it's just nobody else wants it. <laughs> um... Are you aware I offered it to Stafford, your buddy? Is aware? that right? Yes, he I didn't did. take it either. Well, I mean, he—that's a no, Matt. Um, hold on a minute. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on. He—I—I I gave him full disclosure that it was a retread and that you had rejected it. Because <laughs> I know you guys talk. I know you yes. guys. You guys are tight, right? He forgot to mention it to me the last time I saw him. I can't believe that wasn't top of mind for him. Okay, so just just uh, on behalf of all my loved ones who are cringing right now, just tell me to move on, Matt, and I'll move on. Just tell me to move on. Rich, you got to move on. You got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you, Matt. Thank you so Thank much. You. <laughs> Even if I gave you a T-shirt or anything? <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, Matt, I can take a hint after nine years or so. I love Matt Ryan, and I cannot lie. That was one of his many appearances on this show. Me trying to re-nickname him from the from. Uh, I mean, from it's over. Matty Ice it's over a decade Mitchell. now. It is. It is. He's entering his 14th NFL season. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows my tenacity. You yes. can't yeah. teach that, is what I'm saying no. to you. you Never know? stop. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. He's getting set for his final preseason game uh, of August. This is going to be Sunday night on NBC, by the way. Al and Chris and the NBC gang getting ready for their uh, opening night, which will be between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. But the Browns and the Falcons will be on NBC, the final game of the preseason period uh, this Sunday night before in advance of the season opener of the Falcons at home against the Philadelphia Eagles in week one. He's Arthur Smith, the HC of the ATL. How are you, Arthur? Great, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, have you had a sit-down chat ever with Al Michaels before? Could this be your first, Arthur Smith? No, I've talked to him. Okay. Um, All right. It was probably two years ago in the preseason. They were out of practice when I was in Tennessee. Okay. Cause I just wanted to hit on something, so I caught the end of that. Yes, sir. Was, were you trying to push Matt with natural... Light? Is that what it was? No, uh, Coach. Uh, I I was trying to help him. Oh, you know, as his nickname <laughs> oh, is. No, I'm going to. He brought it up. I'm going to talk about it. You guys I understand. back off, Rich. This is my talk I with the head coach. <laughs> coach, uh, I I realized that his nickname was Matty Ice, and it's been that way for a very long time. And I think personally, he's outgrown that. That that sounds like a nickname from high school, college, and anything like that. Mm-hmm. That I think that he deserves a nickname that is more appropriate with his resume. May and stature, and I try to re-nickname him the Matural. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I thought he was he was working for like a natural light no uh, sponsorship. Mm. He just got that Travis Matthew one, so I figured it'd be the same demographic. Yeah, interestingly, uh, interesting. So, so yeah, so so what what would you say uh, as an evaluator? Is he uh, a top flight evaluator? Uh, what do you think of that nickname change? If I had to maybe put it in your arsenal and tell Matt that you think he should do it, what do you think? I think he should run with it. I think, I think there's a lot of endorsement opportunities. Okay. Okay. I think you it's know, a good idea, I, I too. I really do. Okay. Very good. Just if, if you want at all, at any point today, 
go to him and say, I spoke to Rich. I think you should go with the natural oh, and just and, and just see how that flies. And I think that would be wonderful for me. I don't know about you or for Matt, but uh, that would be great if you wouldn't mind. I'll see if I can just make it stick around here. So I'll very, try to help you out. Very good. I would see I go straight to the top of the Atlanta yeah. flow chart. Um, how are you going to approach preseason game number three now that this is the last one of these as opposed to previous seasons when you'd have a fourth? How's your approach to yeah, this? No, it's, it's been interesting. I think the preseason has uh, definitely been evolving probably the last five or six years around the league. And, it, and it's, you know, people have taken a lot of different approaches in the past. I think it was pretty standard. And the third one was kind of the people used to call it the dress rehearsal. Um, but now with the, the added game, we've got two weeks. It'll be interesting around the league to see how much people play, you know, the guys they know are going to be on the roster. So, with us, you know, you know, in anticipation, we'll probably play everybody. We'll make the determination in the week. But as a staff, like we're not going in some heavy game plan, but we need to get in the rhythm of what our in-season schedule because we're year one. So it'll be kind of a hybrid. We're not going to go crazy uh, the game plan, but more likely we'll, we'll probably play just about everybody. So Matt Ryan, the natural, uh, <laughs> we're, he, he will get uh, a snap or two on Sunday night? We'll make that determination by the end of the week. Okay. Um, but, you know, we're going to get all these guys ready to go, and we'll see if we put the match roll in there. Thank you, sir, for using that in a sentence. That means a lot to me. You have no idea what that means to me. Thank you. Trying the, to help you out. Thank you. The rest of the crew is uh, is uh, lamenting because I am. Are they cringing? Yes, all of that. Yes. you got to move on. I love you, but you got to move on. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so uh, we could not help but notice your, your picking up of Josh Rosen. Now, you know, not many times will I talk uh, to a head coach about a quarterback that's acquired so late in the preseason, certainly when his quarterback is knock on with healthy. So what, what do you see in Josh Rosen? What do, you, what do you think of him and expect well, you know, just gotten to know him, obviously, yes. uh, pretty short time here. So we uh, it was unfortunate what happened to AJ. Um, and we have a roster spot, and we we worked a couple guys out, and we signed Josh, and uh, we'll give him an opportunity to play Sunday night at some point. So it's kind of, you know, you get a week here to, to really evaluate. He understands that and give him a chance. Uh, you know, good news, he's just in the camp. He's obviously got some arm talent, and he's got an interesting story. So we'll, like all these guys, we'll give him a fair shot, and – We'll get him ready to play, and, and how long we decide. But he will play at some point Sunday night. Did you evaluate? Were you was he on your radar screen the year that he was drafted when you were with Tennessee? Did you guys yeah, kind of catch him? Time? I mean, it wasn't. Uh, we knew that year. I mean, for sure, we weren't going to take a quarterback right. um, early. But uh, you know, I watched him and went to work out. I mean, that he's got obviously arm talent, and so you know, I don't obviously wasn't in the other buildings he's been in, but he'll get a fair shot here. Arthur Smith here on the Rich Eisen Show. And if I am not mistaken, we have yet to see Kyle Pitts on a preseason football field uh, in a game. And um, is your plan to put him out there on Sunday night right now? Uh, we're pretty sure we'll play, play almost play just about everybody. Um, like okay. I said, we, we have, we're going through the week. Um, like I said, not, we're not necessarily going through some elaborate game plan, but we just want to get in the routine of as a, you know, year one with the staff and, and the players here what our routine is and the plan is that we're anticipate playing most of these guys. And we'll, we'll make that final call on Saturday. What have you seen out of him so far that we don't see because we're not, uh, we're not privy to it. What have you seen about Kyle Pitts? Well, I mean, he's from a character standpoint, he's exactly who we thought when we drafted him. Uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's unique. He, he's not even 21 yet. And, you know, you get picked at that high. There's a lot of expectations thrown at you and he's a very mature guy. So, 
he's handled it. Um, he's coming right along as we expected, and he's got to put everything in perspective. But we think he, he should have an impact um, this season. I'm not going to get into prediction, but we're, we're very pleased with how Kyle's come along. Well, and then obviously, you know, uh, you got two pretty darn good tight ends right there, and you now have, as we all know, a Julio Jonesless receiving core. But you got Ridley, you got Gage, you got a whole bunch of other kids. What is your offense going to look like with uh, with with the natural at the helm, Coach? Yeah, we feel like we've got a lot of versatile pieces, um, and with, with a lot of different ways that we can effectively move the ball down the field. Where it's like I said it. It helps when you, you do have flexibility at, at a lot of spots. So uh, you didn't mention Lee Smith as one of our uh, receiving weapons. Okay, kind of offensive, but I I don't mean to. I, look, I I you know I only have a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? I, I know your time is limited as well, but uh, I don't mean to offend. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're excited. So like I said we got a lot of guys that we feel can can contribute to help move the football. Right. And so you know, without giving away any uh, state secrets here. Yes. Uh, We'll be pretty excited going into week one. I mean, you're not going to see us. Again, we we, we got to evaluate. And the way we looked at this preseason, we're, we're trying to develop guys, and we're trying to give them the same prepares, you know, same type of plays as we're going into there uh, so we can look the guys that are doing the first half or doing the second half so we can make the best decisions uh, by Tuesday on the roster. So that's kind of been our approach to the preseason. And then, obviously, we'll see what – where it goes from week one. Arthur Smith, Atlanta Falcons head coach, first year as that uh, HC in the ATL prior to his final preseason game and first regular season game right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Look, I, I know talking about accomplishments in a preseason is uh, usually nothing because you haven't done anything, you haven't accomplished anything, but this sure. does deserve a kudo and congratulations Certainly from me, I got COVID despite being fully vaccinated over the summer. And um, I know what it means to be vaccinated, how important it is to be vaccinated. Your team reportedly one of the first 100% vaccinated teams in the NFL. What did you tell your players? How did you approach this situation that led to such a remarkable number that I congratulate you on, Coach? Well, look, you know, it's a... I don't, I don't think it's a complicated issue, but the best way to put it, I didn't didn't pander. All we ever tried to do was inform our guys, tell them to educate themselves, go talk to the, the medical professionals, and, and to make the best decision for you. So we didn't try to sit there and push anybody. We didn't try to guilt trip anybody. And, you know, a lot of these things, combination of certain guys got it earlier than others, and which probably helps. Um, but everybody's got to make their own choices, and that's what we push around here. Make your own choice. Think for yourself and – and, you know, those guys all made the decision to get it. But I, I didn't think there was anything we did special or better than any other team. Did you bring anybody in specifically to address this issue to the team as a, a team meeting, have a doctor, an epidemiologist? No. You didn't do that, huh? No, we, we, we told them you know, that all those resources were available through our, our uh, medical professionals and the ones outside. Is, is go educate yourself. Um, you know, it's, we're fortunate, you know, you look around the country, we're fortunate that there is a vaccine available. You know, so, I, again, I don't get into political and religious discussions, but uh, the numbers are what they are. And I think we're, pretty, we're in pretty good shape in this country, the fact that it is available. And, you know, modern technology came through. So, um, like as you can see right now, as it, you know, it was ripping through the country, and you're, you were obviously one of them that had the breakthrough 
but it, you know, hopefully it saved you from anything more dire. So. Of course. And look, you know, I don't mean to turn you as a head coach into an epidemiologist, nor do I want to be one as a, as a, no. as a host of a show like this one. Right. And, and, you know, and I know you just mentioned the word politics, but when I got it, um, last I, 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 at no point did the virus check my voter registration card no, before entering my body, you know, like that, that, yeah. that never happened. So again, I'm just, as a coach, did you, did you, uh, find out who had actually reached out to your medical staff? I'm, I, I, I'm just fascinated no, by this subject. Role. I mean, you're okay. dealing with grown men and, and then, you know, to the point where you just, encourage guys to educate themselves here here are what the facts are you put the facts here's what's what their what the expectations are you know the protocols are going to be and but you guys need to educate yourself and i'm not going to sit here and pander politically or religiously because you got to make a personal choice right and because i made mine doesn't make me any better or think that i'm smarter i did it because of what i believe in and you know so um where common sense is you know, loss in this country, uh, you know, there's multiple reasons why. And that, but some people can think, you know, that you and I are idiots for going to get it. But we, those are choices you and I made. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with my decision. All right. And then the last one for you on this subject, as a head coach, are, are, are you relieved that you don't even have to think about the subject of vaccination, that you know your team's got it, and that you now could just focus on another task at hand, Arthur Smith? Well, there's certain release, but... Um, you know, it's where you, you get those and, and the, the protocols when when you travel. Uh, you, you know, you hope to. You know, that was the one thing that I, we the NFL did a good job and the teams and we got every game played. Uh, but those a lot of the stress. You know, every day when you woke up and you you had to be prepared. Like you know, on a game day, uh, players and coaches where you you know you may test positive and you try to do it. And then, you know, there's a lot of extra stress. There's stress enough on the games. And right. It's, nobody's a victim here you know we know what we signed up for but it is nice to, to potentially not have to have to deal with that on a sunday morning i mean there's a case of exceptions right if somebody were, were to get sick but you don't anticipate waking up sunday morning having to or some saturday's test and and worrying about a guy being up or down a couple hours before kickoff a few more minutes left with arthur smith atlanta falcons head coach here on the rich eisen show what is it gonna i again i i I know you've got uh, X's and O's to deal with and you've got rosters and you've got, you know, uh, a lot going on on your plate. But, you know, what's it going to go through your your head when you're getting ready to be the HC of the ATL against the Philadelphia Eagles week one? Are you going to maybe take a moment, split second, that this is uh, Uh, something you've been working so hard towards for your entire career, Coach? Yeah, I mean, it probably hit me at different points. I mean, obviously, it's a it's a hell of an opportunity. I feel fortunate to, to get this opportunity, and so want to make sure I do, do the best, you know, take advantage of it. And it, it is cool. I mean, you, you take a step back, but you know, your mind is so busy. There's so much going on uh, leading up to that game, and you know, it's going to be a, a hell of a hopefully hell of atmosphere in Atlanta that day. And and the Eagles are they're going to be a, a heck of a challenge. I mean, they they get arguably you know some of the best experience. Lyman on both sides of the ball, good skill position players, good coaches. So it's it's exciting. The opening day is fun in the NFL. That's what we're looking forward to. It. Well, I'm looking forward to it for you. Okay, coach. So um, just uh, once again, um, you know, when you speak to Al, if you want to have fun with him, if you just if mm-hmm. you're if you're in the mood, I, I, I don't know when you're going to meet with him, but when you meet with him, um, just casually in the middle of a sentence, mention that you've never eaten a green vegetable in your entire life. <laughs> 
and see his reaction because that <laughs> okay. he's never done that in his entire life. And he, really? you know, he will jump out of his seat. He will not, he'll be like, what? So if you want to have some fun, you could say that or talk steak with him, but I'm, you know, that would be fun. And then I'll, I'll try to work it in the production. There. I think you would do that. If you just want to have, you know, if you're just in the, uh, in a mood and you want to just have a little bit of fun with Al, just throw that out there and just, and then, you know, you could say you're messing with him because who the hell's never had a green vegetable in their life? Um, and it's Al Michaels. And then the other one is, uh, just casually work in the match rule too. Uh, Matt Ryan, and that'll <laughs> yeah, be, we'll try to get that going here. Oh, here. I'll use that in the team meeting. <laughs> oh yes! gosh. Oh. Yes. Oh, Created no. a monster coach. Oh, no. oh, it's a natural light, um, sponsorship. <laughs> there you go. You're going to work it all together. I like yeah. it. Making people better. That's all I try to do. And no I pre I appreciate the time, Coach. Good luck. Um, well, let's you, chat Mr. down the line. You bet. Thank all you. Right. Talk to you. You bet. That's Arthur Smith, the head coach <laughs> of the Atlanta Falcons. And now that uh, he is uh, being uh, outboarded, Mike, Mike Del Tufo, and he's off the phone. Oh, this is the greatest thing ever. No, it's not it the, greatest the greatest thing, thing ever. No, Rich, it is coach, not you know the greatest not thing not ever. what you have done. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it is not the greatest thing ever. I understand the door is shut. That's no, the, you, I understand, you don't. I understand that the uh, door has been shut by Matt Ryan. I totally get it. Sorry, Rich Eisen. But to actually now bring his head coach into it. <laughs> but the, like, like, I don't know if he's humoring me. He doesn't strike me as a guy who wants to humor people. I don't think he placates right? people at no, all. No, this it's does not, not seem like, you know, the couple times where he's playful and then other times he's just like, yeah, so, um, you know, like <laughs> I got a couple business, of the all business. Yeah, okay, so. All business. Which, by the way, kudos to the Atlanta Falcons. They got themselves somebody who's going to be. He's great. I know right? you've got to be fired up oh, in yeah, your household. Sarah's so excited. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor just called in. <laughs> Excuse me. If I can actually. <laughs> now take this to such a subversive level I that thought. the head coach is now involved uh. and throwing it in there. What if his teammates kind of like it? What if his teammates start calling him that because they love that the coach did this and they know it upsets him? I would even take that. It's going to happen. You know what happens? You know what happens with friends? Yes, Rich, but hold on a second. Your friends know something bothers you because if you do, then it's now going to be stuck like glue. He's the quarterback of the team. He's the most important person in that organization aside from the head coach. Not above ribbing. Not above being ribbed. Having stones busted. What if this puts him in a bad place and the Falcons go three and fourteen? <laughs> then, then they're in such a problem that this could actually sink their season, Christopher. But like, no, because Matt has said repeatedly for the last decade that he doesn't like it, and you just keep going and going and going. And what if it just sends him yeah. in such a spiral that it tanks you. the rest of his career? You've been, you've had a front row seat to this, perhaps more than anybody not named Mariucci, Warner, or or Irvin. And my okay? stance is very well, and I and I understand that there is not a single time. He said, I don't like it. He's never said that. Because he's he a polite he gentleman from Boston it. College. He doesn't prefer it. He's not into it. Move on. I love you. You got to move on. Even though that drop has been has been like, memorialized like, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Take no for the, an answer. With all due respect. Thank you. The take, coach. Take dude, the dude, if the coach now does it, you oh. know we're going to talk to Matt Ryan in the next ever. several weeks. You know it. And... And if Arthur Smith brings it up, come on. 
That's but, next level. That you got to admit me. You no, have to at least no. admit it's no, next level. No, I will not admit it because Matt hates it. Matt hates the coach, it. Incorporating the coach in the whole thing. I'm not. I'm, I, I, I'm not why as mad as he is. I, I like your style. I like. I, I don't, that's, do some, think, that's something I would have done. Why do you think he's so mad? I he, I don't know. He what do you just, think he's so mad about he, it? He doesn't like the nickname. We he know knows, that. He knows the Letterman school of, of, of comedy, which is to take something, joke <laughs> about it, joke about it 10 more times, and then beat it to death. And now I've taken it something and beaten it to death for like seven straight, eight straight years. But when the person himself has... Yeah, but that makes it better. No, it doesn't. It sure does. No, because a lot of times you don't you don't initially sign off on your own nickname. All I know is the head coach says he's going to go. Actually, he used it in the form of a sentence, like it was like a spelling bee. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Instead of spelling it out, like, can you say it in the form of a sentence? He used it in a. He used it like casually. He got it, and he he understands how you use it in a sentence and how you can just drop it casually. If he does that for even a split second. To Matt Ryan and in a team meeting, and Coach also oh looked God, at the, that's all I want. He also looked at the branding opportunities of well, the name too, yeah, you know. So the, that's where his mind went. Do they even make those beers anymore? Yeah, Natty, I think Nat, I think Natty Ice is actually getting discontinued. <laughs> so the the, the, the nickname can is bring it back. Like the Zima. nickname he doesn't need a nickname. He's a grown man. <laughs> we all need nicknames, Ice Man. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> nobody hears a fighter pilot. Come on, Brody. We need a nickname. Something happened in Atlanta last night that I need to bring up because it's. you want to talk about bringing it up and beating something to death, I'm about to do it again because it happened last night in in Atlanta, and I got to hit that. If you missed it, wait till you hear about it. (laughs) If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. That's next on The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Were you a trial lawyer? Yeah. You well, yeah, yeah, I was a commercial litigator. So, so I like did, did trial ladies work. and gentlemen of the jury, like you did that, you have yeah. opening statement, closing statement. Mm-hmm. The one case that I had that was somewhat, it gained some notoriety was I represented a costume manufacturer against Barney the Purple Dinosaur. <laughs> so the, 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 okay. the group that owned the rights to Barney went around, and they have to do this, called Lions Partnership. They were, they were suing people who were infringing upon the, the image and likeness of Barney. And so if you don't you know, protect your rights, you can lose them. So sure. it just kind of happens that way. So I was representing a guy named Philip Morris, who owned a Morris Costumes. And he described himself as the Colonel Sanders of the costume industry. They sold this thing called Hillary the Hippo, which looked exactly like Barney. <laughs> and it was just being rented for people to do, uh, you know, uh, 
parties yeah. for their kids and yeah. all that. So we wanted to settle the case right away, but they wouldn't settle it because they wanted to make a they wanted to make an example out of it. Oh no! So we went to federal court and won. No kidding. Yeah, we won. And uh, and we wound up. Then it went to uh, the the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. I had to argue about Barney the Purple Dinosaur one step away from the United States Supreme Court. The funniest part, and because the case is over, I can say this now. Yes. Um, I had I had had the costume, the evidence of the trial, I had the costume at home for some reason. Yes. And my wife and her friends used it to have a birthday party for some of our kids. <laughs> For some of the kids in the neighborhood. And they had all, you know, this is back before cell phone pictures and all that. So sure. they had pictures of all this. I'm like, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, do you realize this could end the trial right here if, if the, you know, if the other side got a hold of this? Is that this why would... it never made it to the Supreme Court? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, we wound up, uh, it, it, yeah, that that never would have made it, period. But the fact that it made it to the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals. I would have loved it just, uh, just to hear Jay Pellis. Justice Rehnquist, I ask you. I subpoenaed Barney to the trial. <laughs> <laughs> Honest gets, to God, it gets I subpoenaed Barney to the trial. The other side said, you're, you know, Your Honor, um, you know, we can't do that. There are only three of these costumes in existence. It's yes. on the road doing this, a hardship of bringing it in. And the costume is uh, six foot eight inches tall, weighs like 250 pounds or whatever. And I stood up and I said, Your Honor, I'm six eight and I weigh about 240. I got in here just fine. <laughs> and so the judge ordered the costume. And they brought it, they brought it, opened up this big truck, and they wouldn't let anybody see it unless somebody was in it. Barney pops out of the back of a truck onto the loading dock. The judge came down, all the the, the court reporter, and every employee of the federal building was there uh, to see it. This is a celebrity, right? It was, the, it was the dumbest thing you'd ever seen in your life. Fun stuff from Jay Billis. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for our full archive. Back here, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. World of baseball. Um, boy, our, uh, our friends in San Diego are licking wounds right now, huh? Yeah, right. I mean, this, this is the indication that it truly is going south because the one thing that the Padres have done well more than anything else this year, based on earlier parts of the season, was beat the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't do that last night. Maybe that's the Rich Eisen Show bump of Justin Turner calling in to talk about Fresh and Lean, even though I have the copyright on that. That was the name of my rap group in high school. <laughs> I was fresh, not lean. The DJ was lean. At any rate. Um, so, <laughs> some DJ's I mean, it's a big loss for San Diego because they had an opportunity to gain ground on, yes, the Cincinnati Reds are sitting in the second spot in the wild card race right now in the National League behind the Dodgers, who might eventually swap spots with the San Francisco Giants because the Dodgers are just on fire right now, even without Mookie Betts. Yeah, he's been out for a long time. And so uh, that was a big W last night for the Los Doyers down in, um, down in San Diego. And then um, <laughs> your Red Sox, man, uh, Matt Barnes uh, says he's going to fix it. I don't know what it is, yeah, but he yeah, just, yeah, I mean, the yeah, bullpen yeah. is... I give him credit for speaking. I know that. Like, you got to do that. You got to do that. Certainly in the Northeast. Yeah. No question about that, right? Yeah. Um, but, they, you know, Red Sox still won, still beat the Twins. I mean, Will Key won three out of four, not against great teams, but I know. Uh, we'll take it. Uh, and the, uh, the Rays, um, they keep doing what they have to do 
um, to stay in front of the Red Hot Yankees, who we'll talk about in a second. Jeez. Very rare do you look in a uh, baseball win-loss column for that streak. You, know, you see the streak column? Yeah. Very very rare do you see it. it this this looks like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe something you see on, a, on, a, on, a, on an x-ray of a whale uh, that's that, that's part of the vertebrae, uh, the, the L19, the L19 part of the oh. vertebrae. Um, uh, <laughs> well, the, the the Baltimore Orioles have lost 19 straight baseball games. Which is part of the reason why the Yankees can't gain ground in the Rays because it seems like the Rays are right. playing the Orioles every yeah. night these days. But yeah, <sighs> It's bad. I, am so, I feel so bad. I mean, talk about a once-proud franchise. They've run on some hard times. Uh, 19 straight losses. L19. It's like it's like not, it's it's way off the battleship board. L19. <laughs> I feel like the stat too is like they've all been by multiple runs or something like that, which is a, a record, mean, 100 year gosh, old money. And they're 17 and 41 at home. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, those poor fans in Baltimore. They, they buy tickets to, to uh, 58 baseball games. They've seen 17 wins. By the way, look at their run differential. <laughs> Minus 239. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Then there's the Yankees that won 11 straight uh, baseball games for the first time since my junior year of high school. Wow. 1985 was the last time. Wow. When I had Don Mattingly posters on my wall. <laughs> now I've got a daughter whose middle name is Mattingly and uh, sitting next to my son, Coop, last night in the ninth inning of that game, Araldis Chapman with with sweating so many bullets that, I mean, his sweat was dripping off his brow. It looked like rain off of a roof. And 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 boy, the Braves put him to the test. And then he put me to the test. I gained, 80, you know, 15 pounds and gay, aged 84 years like the old woman in, in the Titanic. Uh, and, 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 he, and Aaron Boone had to pull him. Bring in Wandy Peralta to take on Freddie Freeman, who gave it a charge, but the Yankees emerged with an 11th straight win. And Freddie Freeman involved in a, uh, a very crucial play in this game, certainly since we're talking about a run. Freddie Freeman, because the Yankees won by one run, and boy, did they need that margin of error, didn't they? And um, Freddie Freeman, early on in the game, Austin Rowley's a terrific baseball player, um, tries to plate him along, he'd already knocked in a run, try to tie the game. From first. From first. Yeah. Coming all the way around for first. Boy, he can run Freddie Freeman. For he, a big guy, he's he got some wheels. He can move. Yeah, yeah. You could, you could really see it, how fast he can run. He's a terrific baseball player. Perfect. I mean, he's an MVP. Reigning MVP, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So, <laughs> great, great point, Rich. You know who's really good? Otani's really good. I'm on fire. At what, baseball? What a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> but Freeman comes home, and he's called out at the plate. Let's let's uh, let's review it because you could see you could make a case and there have been freeze frames I saw on looked, Twitter. Sure he's safe. safe. Yeah, he's he looks safe. safe yeah. He looks safe. He's coming to the plate. It looks like the tag by Sanchez was late. It was high too. Yeah, yeah, it was late and high, and Freeman looked safe. And here yeah. I thought, okay, it's going to be tie game, and I'm watching on Yes because that's where I watch. And right. Paul O'Neill's a terrific analyst. Yes. he's really good, man. And Kay's great. Just love listening to that. See ya. And they're like, I th- you know, they think this is going to be a tie game. Well, out come the umpires after seeing what could easily be interpreted as uh, a safe call. Easily be interpreted. They just come out and just go like this. Out. And I'm sitting at home as a Yankee fan. Outraged. Outraged. Because there but for the grace of baseball gods, can we go? 
And I've said it before, and I've said it again to Major League Baseball. You must fix this. I'm not talking about the replay system. Many times in every sport, it's like a slot machine. You put it in the quarter, you pull the one-armed bandit, and it either comes out and it pays you or you get nothing. Sometimes it just comes out. But why baseball refuses? I don't know. You changed the way you, you check pitchers in the middle of a season. There's nothing... You, you can't change horses in midstream in a more extreme way than that in baseball. That you're changing the way you inspect pitchers and what they're allowed to use to throw a baseball or enforcing the rules in the middle of the season. You can't be more extreme than that. Why they can't in the middle of the season put a microphone on one of the umpires. They're the crew chief. Your crew they chief must mic. be. I know they must. Mike, I'm not saying that they don't oh, have the, the technology. I know the technology. I know, I know I was, we can do this. Yeah, it's easy. But they won't. They won't. won't do it. No, I get it. Do this. They put a microphone on the crew chief when there is a replay. Send them to a spot on the field where there's a camera. In the same way that right. an NFL head ref knows which way of the stadium to face, a camera will find the ref, and the ref turns on the microphone in the NFL and says the previous play is under review. Why a Major League Baseball crew chief could not be required to say the previous play is under review? Now, I know that they're running over to a guy in a fanny pack and putting on headsets, (laughs) that that is a visual that indicates (laughs) we're reviewing this, right? I get it. But make it an actual function of the game and the umpire's job the previous play is under review. Come on out and say, after further review, the play stands as called, which, as we all know, is the shrug emoji. At least we at home know you say you couldn't determine what you saw, and we can then argue that. But also come out and say, after further review, the, the tag was applied before the foot or the hand reached the base, even though we can argue that. Or say, after further review, the ruling on the field is overturned. The tag was too high. Foot reached the yeah. base. Safe. Safe. But instead, it's just, huh. It's like, Ooh. It's like pantomime. It's like, and like 90% of the time, that's understood that the player is safe or out. Get it. Because it's obvious what we're looking at at first base or second base, out or not. But it's sometimes you need to tell us what you saw. And at some point in a World Series, the whole country's watching. This is going to happen. And the poop storm will be severe. Help me help you, Major League Baseball. (laughs) Help me help you. (laughs) Hour two coming up. I'm telling you. It's it's going to happen. And I know when it's a play at first base and after you could see ball and glove before foot touches or foot touches before ball and glove. And when the umpire goes safer out, we know what you're seeing. I get it. I get it. And I know that sometimes after further review, you're seeing, you know, did the ball hit the guy or not? Right? We could see it. But there are times where there's a ruling and it's inconclusive or they have made a determination. And we need, as fans, we deserve to know. And it's a simple process. As you said, Mike Del Tufo, there are microphones already there. As we know, Simple. there are cameras already there. Place. It is just 
the resolve of somebody you got to do this in major league baseball's front office to reach out to the umpires union which for all we know wants to do it or i don't know i would pay pay to make Joe West have to do oh, it. Oh, be fantastic. I would just pay to see Angel Hernandez I'm have to you. one time explain in real time WTF he just saw and did. <laughs> really? But instead, it's like, you know, <laughs> charades. <laughs> it's semaphore. It's you like, know? What do they do? I know. It's nuts. Like flags. Like, what it's, are we pointing it out? Like, okay, so did you just not be able to determine whether Freddie Freeman was safe or out? Because I'm seeing something that looks safe. Yeah. And I'm a Yankee fan. Thrilled to not have that run on the the board. The Empire had a great view. He was looking right at it. And later on, and I understand that if it was a tie game, the Yankees might have played it differently and things of that nature. But they still would have had their closer on the mound, and he is a major problem for the Yankees right now. Isn't that amazing? Teams won 11 in a row for the first time since 1985, and there are major concerns about how sustainable it could possibly be. (laughs) But that's neither here nor there for this point. This point is it's going to happen to your team, and it's going to happen to baseball in a big spot. Make the umpires explain it. The NBA's done it. The NHL's done it. NFL's done it for years. Baseball, come on. You want answers, Rich. I can handle the truth.